A used car dealer moves in with the shady, influential owner of a nightclub, and his life changes dramatically. Somebody write this. And welcome to Somebody Write This, where we use a random plot generator to give us an idea, and then we brainstorm how that could be a thing somebody might want to write. I'm Hannah. And I'm Jenny. And here to help us with our brainstorming today, we have Ian Trett. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. Hi. We're so excited to have you on. As we were talking before the show started, you mentioned that right now your work is uh, is primarily television and episodic. Uh, So tell us a little bit about that. Uh, Yeah, I've been doing a lot of episodic work lately. I finished filming last year a web series, uh, or a digital series as we're calling it now, Mm -hmm. and uh, and that should be coming out hopefully this summer, which is exciting. Uh, I'll plug more of that later, but so so we're definitely doing that, which is exciting, and I'm currently working in a writer's room, although I think my contract's about run out, so we'll see if they renew me to do more work. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I'm definitely keeping myself busy with uh, episodic things and limited series, digital things. Yeah. Trying to find new ways to explore things besides the traditional TV writer's room. That's yeah. so cool. So I don't, we haven't talked with anybody on the show yet who's been in that kind of writer's room situation. It's mostly yeah. the folks who've been doing all their own stuff and, you know, not necessarily having to work on an episodic thing alongside other people. So I don't know, maybe tell us a little bit about that what that experience is like, how it differs from the rest of your of your writing. Yeah. Well, I think what was interesting is I've been brought in in a very early phase of the project in development, really. Okay. And a friend of mine was already in it, and she said, hey, someone dropped, and like, you can write. Would you like me to, you know, toss your name in the ring? So, <laughs> so she did, which was wonderful. And uh, so we've spent a lot of time not even writing the actual episode so far. Mm. You know, we've done a lot of the building blocks uh, with me focusing on on structure and, you know, kind of figuring out how do we fit these events. It, there's a lot of true story elements. So we're trying to figure mm-hmm. out how do we take, you know, these these pieces and work them in and how much artistic license do we take? And oh. is it okay if that thing technically happened a year before in real what? life? Probably. Like, we'll just say it happened at, you know, the same time. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. <laughs> yeah, oh it's my been gosh. a great experience so far. So I'm, I'm loving it. So as far as this is going, are you, is this the kind of thing where you're plotting out most of the of the arc currently, or is it kind of getting just a baseline and then things will go from from there and be a little bit more a story of the week kind of thing? No, we're definitely plotting it out as a full thing, uh, especially yes. because we're looking at it to be uh, limited, uh, a miniseries rather than gotcha. per season. So it's easier to think about it as a whole. And I, I work with like a very intense spreadsheet that I use for this sort of thing that I picked up from uh, one of my mentors who is the showrunner on uh, the Step Up show. Hi, Holly, if you ever hear this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I I use this like very intense grid of like character versus episode number. And it's like, well, from this arc, they go here and we know they got to end up here. So how do we fit this in between? So hopefully bringing that to the, the room has been helpful for everyone. Yeah, is nice. that is that at all the level of planning that you do in your own in your personal projects, or has this been a completely different <laughs> experience? I used to say no, and then once I discovered that tool specifically, it was like, oh, that's so much easier for episodic things. <laughs> like, it's so much nicer to try to write when you know what you're going to do, and not just you know what happens on one page ahead, but the whole series. Yeah, yeah, nice. So uh, for for episodic things, yeah, you really kind of have to because it's spread out over over this larger span. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about what you've learned about 
about pacing that because <laughs> it's mm, so, mm-hmm. you, you know, you want to keep people's interest week to week, episode to episode, but also throughout the entire series. And I imagine that must be a different experience than writing like a single film or a play or something like that. Yeah. It's funny you say plays because I came up through theater primarily. And so I, it's it's a whole different beast. And I enjoy it because I tend to be a lot shorter and more succinct in my thing. So I mm-hmm. I have trouble extending longer periods. Like I, I'm definitely more hard up to write a two-hour feature. But if I can take mm-hmm. the same story and spread it across, you know, eight 20-minute episodes, you know, it helps my brain work. And I think it helps a lot of people because... It's for some reason we're like, oh, I don't have time for a two and a half hour movie, but we'll watch four episodes of something, no <laughs> yes, problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can spend the same amount of time, but having you know some sort of break in your mind, it, it helps for some reason to sort through stories. So mm-hmm. that's definitely an advantage of episodic, I think. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much for chatting a little bit with us about that. We are going to jump into our brainstorming and let you share more about how we can find your work at the end. Uh-huh. As a reminder, <laughs> the synopsis we have is a used car dealer moves in with the shady, influential owner of a nightclub and his life changes dramatically. That's a great Immediate- beginning to a story. It, yeah, this, this more than some of the ones we've had, this one sounds like a plausible story from the get-go. So we just, yes. just that's, which is lovely. We haven't had one of those in a little while. It's true. So it's this, true. This is great. I guess my initial first question clarifying is, is who's the his? Is the life that changes dramatically? Are we telling Ooh. this oh. from the used car dealer and who moves in and the used car dealer's life change? Or does, is, are we the influential owner as our protagonist and a used car dealer moves in and the influential owner's life changes? That's a good point. I, I think technically, grammatically speaking, it's saying the car dealer, but I think we can make a case for either. So that definitely yeah. puts a little twist on it. Hmm. I my inclination, yeah, is that the nightclub owner is a woman, but I also want to avoid yeah. some sort of manic pixie dream girl scenario where you know yeah. he comes across <laughs> someone who like owns a nightclub and you know like he learns to dance and frolic and like. <laughs> So, so I don't want to do that necessarily. So I, I don't know uh, quite so far how that works, but that's my inclination. Right. Because uh, yeah. my first question goes along with that and that's why are they moving in? Like if somebody owns a nightclub, you'd think they like probably don't need a roommate necessarily. <laughs> like, yeah, they could probably make rent by themselves. You hope unless I mean, they might be bankrupt. I don't know. But like. That's why they if, need if, the shady dealings as well. Right, right. If you're if you're if you're a shady owner but of the also nightclub, influential, so. in, but influential, <laughs> you probably have other ways of getting money than splitting the rent with the guy. So why why the moving in? Do they already know each other? Right. That's a question. Are they related? Oh, okay. So so maybe that helps too, and that takes away yeah. some of this uh, romantic like element. So maybe. It's her, her, you know, bright-eyed nephew who can't sell used cars to save Ooh, his life. Okay. And she's this, you know, kind of criminal mastermind. Shady and influential is code for crime lord, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I think she's, she's okay. a mob boss. So she's, she's, all right. she's a crime she's lord. She's fish moony. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you for that. You're welcome. Okay, so he, he moves in with her and his life changes dramatically. So, I mean, so well, it would. His, but uh, for sure. So what's his goal? <laughs> Let me ask you that. What is yeah. his, is it to sell a car like want versus need? Like is his a plot? Like he really wants to sell his first car, but what does he really need? Or, or is he like a failed used car dealer? And like, 
his whole company went under. Mm. Yeah, uh, that's what I was wondering if, like the, if the used car dealer was a was a past thing, either because either because it failed or because I like the idea that he's you know this this young nephew who is right. You know, I'll what, just collect cars to, and then sell them. Wanted to move <laughs> to the big city. Yes. <laughs> Was a used car dealer and was like, there's got to be more to life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, $10 in his pocket and a heart full of dreams. <laughs> <laughs> With one of his used cars that he bought himself. <laughs> the first used car that he never sold Just because that was the one that brought him to this crazy town. Yeah, yeah. rolls up in this clunker. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, so if they're, if they're related, that uh, that kind of, that gives her more of an impetus to let him stay with her. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Uh-huh. Does he have a plan? Is he like, I was a used car dealer. I'm going to get another car dealer job in this other town. Or I does he want to break into show business and doesn't realize the kind of work that she works in is not really what he's looking for? Well, see, or, see that, that's what I, I was. Know. That's what I was thinking. I don't think he knows she's a nightclub owner. I think they have a okay. Like, oh. like, like in my brain, they have a close aunt nephew relationship, but like he's never visited her before. Yeah, like only at like family reunions and holidays and that kind of thing. And, you know, so she's just aunt, what's her name? And I don't know what kind of cover story she would have, but maybe the whole family, you know, doesn't I mean, approve that she owns a nightclub. Maybe maybe her cover story is something car related. Like maybe she says she owns a dealership or something. Hey, yeah. So maybe, so maybe this is like an anti-Fresh Prince where he goes to the place and it's like <laughs> much more different. Like, and yes. it's really shady instead where he moves yes. to. So, so like he's very... Uh, <laughs> He's squeaky clean. I'm not yeah, sure like what yeah, you yeah. go for. He's you know, yeah, that, that's fresh what I was face. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like he wears a bow tie. You know, privileged like, upbringing. This fellow. You know, and he says, "Hey, my aunt knows about cars. Maybe, maybe we could go into business together." And yeah, say, but what he doesn't know is that the nightclub is a front for like a car flipping operation. Let me <laughs> let me offer you this. Maybe okay, yeah, no. the name of the nightclub is car related. It's like the body shop or something. Yes. And he's oh, and yes. he's like, oh, my aunt's like, you know, like and you know, like she owns a body shop. She knows about cars. <laughs> oh my gosh, the body shop is such a great name for a nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Can we go ahead and register this with the writers guild? You know, just right? to make sure this no is, one steals this. This is so <laughs> oh the, the so this could go two different ways. We could go with like <laughs> With he goes and it's and it's like this dark, gritty, loss of innocence story. But the other vibe that I'm 100% getting is like screwball comedy kind of vibe. Oh, oh totally. Yeah, oh, yeah. I want to go dark and like, sure. I'm pretty sure Barbara Stanwyck, is- in my mind, is the owner of the nightclub. <laughs> and so, um, and so, so yeah, so like all this thing where she's trying to like, you know, he shows up on her door and is like, I'm here to learn from you and your mechanic. <laughs> Knowledge, your, your car <laughs> and knowledge, like, and she hey. like has to kind of keep up the keep up the facade for a little bit. So she's like paying people to pretend to. You know, she she <laughs> buys out, she rents out a car dealership for for a while. That's really and funny. Like, hires her people to go and be there with him, and he like keeps wanting to see what she does, and she's like, no, no, no. Yes, I'm, so I'm getting, uh, I'm getting like Oscar vibes where they're like, you know. Did you ever see Oscar? Oh, the, the movie Oscar, yeah. The movie Oscar. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah. like already seeing the Academy statue. Award. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like, why don't you but go yeah. sell cars? Yes, boss. You know? Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, what are you going to say, Ian? I, I was going to say, so I changed my, my previous statement. It's not an anti-Fresh Prince. This is, this is an anti-mame is what we're doing. Yes. Like- <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's exactly the vibe. 
So yeah, at some point along the way, you know, we we have we have most of the story we can take up with uh, with her shenanigans trying to keep him from finding out what's going right. on, and then eventually um, when he does find out, don't tell the rest of the family. You yeah, know. well, and they're like, and you could have a, a fun shift in her motivations as well. Like at first, uh-huh. it's just because she doesn't want because she could get criminally in trouble if he found out any of the stuff that she right. was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it becomes like she, you know, as she gets to know the, her nephew, who maybe she, maybe she's never met him before. <laughs> like maybe she moved out there and the family just doesn't yeah, talk about her. Yeah, maybe she saw him like as a baby and that's it. Like and like they oh, not see each other. And he just like grew up on stories of Auntie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a really cool body shop. And a really cool <laughs> body shop. And so maybe, maybe as it goes on, it becomes, uh, you know, she doesn't necessarily want him to follow in the life of crime that she has. <laughs> and mm-hmm. she's like actually trying to get him like on his feet to move back home or to get up, set up on his own. So he doesn't have to get involved with any of this. Because I think if- that at some point he has to work in the nightclub after he finds out yeah, at a certain right. point and he can't <clears throat> find work. And she says, yeah, you don't have to pay rent, but you know, you got to work the club. Yeah, she gives him whatever, you know, easy, like, you know, bar back thing, or he's just grabbing, you know, shot glasses and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think that's, I think he's got to become a part of the scene. Yeah, yeah. Okay, (laughs) we're gonna pause for a second. We're gonna get a title. See, we have a really solid base here. So maybe the title will ruin everything. We'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) We can only hope. (laughs) Just kidding. Okay. So our title, I'm going to put it in the chat as well as say it out loud. Um, our title doesn't do much one way or the other. Our title is Anne Wolf. Well, that's the name <laughs> so of the... It's just a name. That's the name of the auntie. It's an auntie name. name. It's Anne Wolf. Anne Wolf. Anne. Ant- <laughs> yeah. So, and, and Wolf is a nice, a nice euphemistic... You know, for for uh, somebody who is in like the in crime lord, who is like, for yeah, a shady, yeah, yeah. influential owner. Yes, like, yeah, she's like the alpha wolf of her gang, right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm not sure that adds much to it, except for maybe making her maybe more of the central. Well, no, she doesn't need to be the central character because no, she's not. I, I, she doesn't need to be the one whose whose perspective is being told because Auntie Mames isn't. It's all about how her life shifted. Uh, this kid's life, right? Yeah. Although it is weird that you would refer to her as Anne Wolf rather than like Aunt. <laughs> her her full formal name. I think this may be the worst title we've ever had. <laughs> I, I I think I think um, no I think that would have to be the one that the 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 double that Welva or whatever that was just like a string of random. Okay, words. that was a different kind of bad. Yeah, but this is I've just... got something for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, go go. So Anne Wolf is because. They're in the club at one point, and he comes up to her, and he's like, oh, Aunt Wolf. And someone's like, is that your nephew? And she's like, no, he said Anne, Anne Wolf. <laughs> okay, okay. That, that's what I can give you. That's what I, I've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, she's not, so she's not only hiding the nightclub from the nephew, she's hiding the nephew from the nightclub. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. She doesn't gosh. want any part of her, her past to touch any part of her present. So you don't know me. I'm your boss. <laughs> yeah because he, he's not cool he's a no. nerdy no he's not a squeaky cool. clean kid he's not cool From... like ferris bueller no no no. Guys, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no this kid is carlton <laughs> well, I, was, uh, I was i was definitely picturing like um kenneth from 30 rock <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> coming in with the sort of like supremely optimistic but extremely naive but so excited to be there in the big city <laughs> like, excellent cast jack so, right now yeah so <laughs> embarrassing for his tough stuff auntie oh yeah 
Yeah, so it, the, I think that protection goes both ways. She doesn't want, you know, the family to find mm-hmm. out, but, you know, maybe her her right hand is always looking for a way to, you know, claw past her, and, you know, so, this is but, uh, the opportunity. But yeah, so so that's her motivations, but, like, what about our main character? Like, our, our Jack ha- McBrayer? Yeah, who is he? <laughs> I guess maybe this ties into this. So I think we have such a really, we have a great beginning. Yes. And uh, And if we go with the screwball comedy vibe... Um, it's gonna it's gonna have a happy ending. It's gonna have a a, a, a yeah. or at least a cheerful ending. Yeah. Does that mean she gets out of crime? <laughs> does that and they go off and run a used car dealership in Montana? Like maybe she actually really does like working with cars. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he teaches her about cars, and she's like, "Oh, I actually like this." <laughs> oh my gosh, I love the idea of this kid in coveralls with like a little bow tie sticking out with like grease spots on it, right? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Can we can we merge their things so maybe they they end up you know going into business as family and it's it's a it's a shop that also has like some sort of like dance elements but it's all in the up yeah. and up after you know right it's like they they call it the garage and they like host raves at night <laughs> but still but I think I think what's useful is it's still something that his family back home wouldn't approve of but not because it's legal just because it's sorted so he's still right. breaking he's still pushing past the boundaries he had right he's uh-huh. still growing and getting out of his comfort zone by being like yeah this is cool but right, now yeah, they like, have this bond yeah 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 and the like closing scene is auntie ruffles his hair you know so he looks messy with the grease like, in it you know like, right yeah she's yeah, got yeah grease on her <laughs> hand too and yeah. Maybe maybe he's too clean and she like ruffles him and she's like better like that's yeah. you, you know? yes yes that's you kid and yes. scene <laughs> do we have I'm curious if we have if this is just the two of them or if there's a, a third character who is kind of like the conduit between the two like is there a, does he fall in love with one of the dancers <laughs> or um, who who then like helps to to keep them together and to be like you know you're really you know you like you care about this nephew whether you think so or not kind of thing like i feel we need that oh, third character to yeah, be yeah, the, yeah. the the wisecracky voice of reason yeah third or Why? even more yeah this this story definitely needs some really excellent supporting characters she's a dancer she's a dancer who is a mechanic who can, who's good with cars so she's the Ooh. one she gets assigned to him in this fake car dealership at first oh. <laughs> yes um, to keep an eye so she's like she's her, like the babysitter person. like yeah like the the aunt sets her up just to be like please just keep him busy like uh-huh. he's like he's super you know nerdy like he's <laughs> no threat kid. to anyone like it's fine like just keep him busy <laughs> the poor kid starts dropping wrenches and stuff when she's around <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, as she works with him more, she, you know, she gets to really like him, realize that he's a really good kid, that he's a really, uh, really sweet person, that he really wants to have this family connection uh-huh, uh-huh. with his aunt. And so goes back to her <gasps> and is like, I think you'd like him if you got, you know, I, I think you should get to know him, you know, go out to lunch with yeah. him or Maybe. something and oh, talk with him. Oh. He didn't go out there just just to start a business with her. I think he went out because the family, they don't know what she's up to, but mm-hmm. I think they're concerned about her for some reasons. And he's oh. kind of always liked the stories and the ideas of her and says, you know what? I'm going to get this family back together. Oh. Huh? Oh, what a I, hero. Uh, I this kid. And what I, a good and kid. I think, yeah, <laughs> I know. He's like, very nice. Very nice guy. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, oh, so the- no, but that doesn't change that doesn't fit with his life changing dramatically, does it? Well, but maybe it's but maybe it's a situation if he like has this very specific optimistic idea of getting the family back together. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it ends with him being like, you know what? We can all be doing our own things and not agree with it. And it's okay. Exactly. Yeah. And he, he gets the okay. family back okay. together because they form a bond. So, you know, they, 
you know, have their own little branch of the family. So I think that works. Yeah. I think so. It just so yeah, changed. maybe the message is you can't you can't reconcile everybody, but you can do what you can do. Yeah. <laughs> and you yeah. can do your best. You can you can live at peace yourself. Right. And you don't have to bring everybody else together because sometimes that's not gonna happen. Chef's kiss, that's it. This yeah, could be so Hallmark. Is- <laughs> no, it's gonna be. It's gonna no, be. No, not Hallmark. Never. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I, I feel like you. You know, we've got this. We've got this. It could go either. You could either write it as this, as this sort of very, very emotional, very Oscar Beatty kind of story, or you could have like this sort of quirky, dark bite to it. And that's definitely the vibe that I'm interested yeah. in. But I think, I think the story could go either way, depending on the the your personal it, stylistic bent. It, it could be. It could be a slightly gritty dramedy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, you know, just to talk about like high concept things that are still funny. I just watched um, Everything Everywhere all all at once. And that mm-hmm. movie is hilarious from beginning to end. But it's still, you know, got like the heart of like, you know, family and generational trauma. Yeah. And uh-huh, so uh-huh. I, I, don't, I think it's doable. I think, you know, oh, yeah. we don't have to sacrifice what is clearly some very strange indie thing that we've got going on here. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it doesn't as, have to as be most of our stories are. That. Yeah, exactly. So I, exactly. I think it works. Nice. Yeah. And I, I kind of like having this that where so many different vibes can be brought to it. And the story still the, the pieces of the story are interesting and strong enough that wherever you however you end up working it out, it could still be a really engaging story. It could. So okay. who like is it. our who's our uh, villain, our antagonist? Is, are, are, is like the, the differences between <laughs> them? Are they antagonists like? To each other, like, or do we have uh, an actual like crappy person in the club working who's kind of more villainous? Well, either somebody in the club, or maybe a rival nightclub, or maybe she's doing she Auntie has shady dealings. So True. is she involved with some somebody she shouldn't be? You know. Well, I was wondering. I was wondering either that potential. it could be somebody she's involved with in the crime world, or it could be uh, on a different level. It could be his mom, her sister back home. Oh, grandma. Like she's- yeah, that is gonna that she's that she's worried that she's gonna get found out <laughs> by them and uh, and get take. I don't know. I think you surprise could, I, visit I, from nephew's mom. <laughs> but hey, somehow, sis. What if, but I like the idea of it being an alter, you know, another another you know rival crime boss or something, because then you can have the nephew swoop in and save the day accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> At the very end. Yeah, maybe he does something. Maybe he's really good at something. Like, you know, like the charm like works out like in their favor, like in this deal that, you know, is about to go uh-huh. sour, but he he says or does something that and the actually kind of like, smooths like things you. over. <laughs> like, good kid, you know, That's, I like this well, guy. Keep him around the, here. And Wolf, you know, you keep him around. Yeah. He, he works he works on his car. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 He's like, oh yeah, I just noticed like you were leaking out there, so I, you know, did this and did this tune up and And then uh-huh. like discovers a bomb that another crime boss had put under there or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I really like that that he uses his knowledge of mechanics mechanic car skills to smooth uh, over to, gang rivals. To rivalries. smooth over the gang war. The Amazing. rival crime war. That's it. That's cinema. That is well, beautiful. And what's and that's great is we have because... the potential for three different kinds of villains because we have like that kind of crime boss villain. We have the we could have somebody in the club who's the directly opposite the nephew, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and like maybe somebody who was Auntie's favorite in the club and now thinks he's being ousted. Oh, you know. Oh. And, and, the, and then there's the family dynamic where they're sort there's of somebody... quasi villains just I, because and I they think don't know. This could... 
this could absolutely be the kind of story where we have like three or four minor villains and you don't know which one is going to rise up to be the most yeah, important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, they yeah, yeah. all coincide at the same time. And he, and Ian, something Ian, he does pitch, like- You have to pitch this to everything. your writing people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is, this is episodic gold. <laughs> I love are, this. I love how, that. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, we are we are right at the time to close this out. So, yes, yes. yeah, and last thoughts on this, because we, we're gushing about this story, because it's fantastic. <laughs> no, I love that, and I love the thought that, you know, I mean, how would you feel, like, you know, you're working at this nightclub, you're putting in the hours, like, these mm-hmm. crazy shifts, and yeah, then yeah. the boss's nephew shows up, and this guy's gonna probably get your promotion? Like, oh, uh, right? we've all, nobody wants that, like, that's so real, like. Uh, and that yeah. doesn't make you the villain. Like, of course you're angry about it. So I, I think that's fun. Yeah. So I yeah. think we I got- I love sympathetic villains. Yeah, yeah, we got villains. We got we got our characters. We got the beginning and end scenes. I think that's-, that's Now we just need Hulu to pick it up. And then- Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> So listeners, we're going to toss this out to you. We would love to hear you uh, fill in any of the gaps and take your perspective and how would you how would you approach this? Yes, please. I would love to hear. Yeah, tell us tell us how all the villains coincide at the get at the end and when- wild madcap scene where they're all all their evil plans come together at the same time and uh yeah so we will toss that out to our listeners please tell us what you would do with this because we would uh, as with every episode that we record i finish this and i'm like i want to watch this i I want to see this so badly (laughs) so (laughs) that being said let's go ahead and let's transition into our recommendation section because i could not stop casting the uh the nightclub owner as barbara stanwick i'm gonna go ahead and recommend <laughs> my recent favorite barbara stanwick excellent uh, screwball comedy earlier this year i watched ball of fire which is so much fun it's sort of a a, a quirky take on snow white and the seven dwarves mm. and barbara stanwick plays a, a nightclub singer and dancer who is related to a oh she's engaged to a like a crime boss or a crime underling who is then arrested and so she needs to find a place to hide out so she won't get subpoenaed for uh to witness against him and so she ends up hiding out with uh, gary cooper and six (laughs) other all professors who are writing an encyclopedia and have been for seven years and so they're very very formal and very stilted and very very polite and she comes in with her informal slangy nightclub ways and turns the whole thing upside down and it's so funny and so delightful and just absolutely charming and so if you if you want to see the image that i had in my head <laughs> I was reading through this, watch ball of fire it is wonderful awesome i'm gonna toss it to jenny what would you like to recommend this week this week i'd like to recommend something that i binged all of yesterday i finally saw moon knight that's the mm. newest marvel series mm. out on disney plus and it's not connected to yet, as far as I can, to any of the any of the MCU. There's like I didn't see any references to Captain America or anything like mm-hmm. that. It's very standalone. So if you haven't jumped into Marvel, don't be afraid of that. You don't need to know anything going in. But it is not only a, a fun adventure superhero show that you'd expect, but this isn't too much of a spoiler because you find out in the first episode. Mm-hmm. The main character, played by Oscar Isaac, who is amazing, by the way, most of you will know mm-hmm. him as Poe Dam- po mm-hmm. Dameron so from uh, Star Wars. And uh, he played his character has a split personality. You find out he he finds out, and so it's also a really interesting. It's got it's it's got wonderful themes of self exploration and goes into 
trauma and it's got mm. some wonderful emotional notes and it's got some of my favorite tropes to see in in TV or movies, but I won't tell you what they are because they'd be spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a really, really fun watch if you're into any of that, even if you're into psychology, really, because dealing with a split personality. Anyway, I enjoyed it a lot. Go watch it. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Ian, you also get to recommend something. What is something you think our Ooh. listeners should check out if they haven't? Well, I'm definitely going to uh, also just uh, comment that I agree that Oscar Isaac's performance is phenomenal and really right? sells a show that could be just fine and like really elevates it. So I like you forget it's the same guy playing both roles. Yeah, he's excellent. I am gonna just do a a larger blanket recommendation because yeah. um you know there there's a lot of stuff going on lately about like animation writers and stuff you know mm. having crappy conditions and yeah uh, not being paid well so uh support uh animation especially with netflix closing their mm-hmm. studios <gasps> there's some amazing creators out there uh nd mm-hmm. stevenson who uh has the nimona movie hopefully coming out yeah they were also the creator of the new Shira series that uh happened mm-hmm. on netflix which is tour de force arcane mm-hmm. uh also on netflix is I- incredible visually stunning so so go watch animation uh whether it's adult animation like rick and morty or it's you know a more teen thing like um young justice on hbo is a mm-hmm, great mm-hmm. superhero venture if you're looking for that so so go watch animation it's good and uh yeah. and there's Ooh. plenty of it out there so do that yeah i okay. like that all right uh before we go ian we want to make sure that you can plug your own stuff so what would you like our listeners to to know where to find you social media your current projects whatever you want to share yeah, best thing to do is to go to my website, which is iantrut.com. That's I-A-N-T-R-U-T-T. And uh, you will find everything there, links to all my social media. If you feel like following whatever weird things I post, there's also some projects up already that you can find. Things that are like the Zoom play that we just did recently. So there's mm. some recorded pieces that are up as well, as well as a trailer for the uh, for the digital series that will be out uh, hopefully this summer. So go to the website and you'll be able to find everything else. We also have some merch on there that is uh, anti-Columbus, you know, pro-Indigenous people. So nice. you can find some weird merch on there as well. And thanks. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been a blast. I really love what we ended up with. Yeah, I think it's great. It's I'm ready to sell it. Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, folks, that is our episode. As a reminder, you can find us every other Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can join our Patreon for bonus material. You can join uh, as low as $2 a month and can get story prompts just like this every single week. So make sure and follow us over there. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WriteThisPod or on Facebook slash SomebodyWriteThis. And if you've been inspired by this episode and have questions or comments or a story or anything else, email us at SomebodyWriteThis at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'll be back with another episode in two weeks and we'll see you then. And as they say, cover up the pot. There is an eel in it. (laughs) 